0: The following is an exclusive presentation of the LSU Sports Radio Network. From the LSU Sports Radio Network. This is The Brian Kelly Show.
1: This football team will have self discipline, they'll have accountability, they'll have trust in each other, and that will be what you'll see from this football team.
0: The Brian Kelly Show, live from TJ Ribs on South Acadian and Baton Rouge, with the latest on the fighting Tigers of LSU. question to coach kelly at lsu radio the brian kelly show begins now alongside the coach here's the voice of your fighting tigers chris blair welcome in everybody to the brian
2: kelly show Yes, indeed. The next hour, we're talking LSU Fighting Tiger football. It is Thursday night. We are here at TJ Ribs. we got another great group of Tiger fans, and we welcome you from wherever you are tonight listening in. It is finally game week. Anybody excited about that? <laughs> we're less than three days away from the start of LSU football. The Tigers will take on Florida State in the Superdome coming up Sunday night. Kickoff sometime after six thirty. We got a lot to cover tonight on the show when Coach Brian Kelly joins us, which by the way, literally just left the practice field. Uh, he is on his way. He will join us in just a moment. we got a lot to cover. Talk about team practice this week, which will continue again tomorrow. Uh, we will talk about this week's opening opponent, uh, opponent, get a scouting report on the Seminoles before we are done tonight. And, of course, uh, we'll hear some questions from those of you here in the crowd and also on the LSU Sports mobile app. I know that college football, I guess, officially started last weekend in week zero Uh, But the good thing is LSU's going to play on Sunday night, which allows all of us to get a little early scouting on the SEC teams because everybody except Vanderbilt, who played last week in Week 0, and uh, LSU will be playing this weekend. Just a rundown of uh, who you should be watching. A couple of decent matchups outside of that. Not much to speak of. Texas A&M going to take on Sam Houston State. That will be in College Station. Tennessee will take on Ball State. That is in Knoxville. South Carolina will face Georgia State. The Panthers come into Columbia. Mizzou and uh, Louisiana Tech will get together in Columbia, Missouri. Mississippi State and Memphis, I think, will be an interesting matchup. Ole Miss and Troy will play in Oxford. Kentucky and Miami of Ohio will play in Lexington. Georgia and Oregon will get together in Atlanta, Florida, and uh, Utah. Interesting matchup in Gainesville. Mercer and Auburn get together on the plains. Arkansas and Cincinnati in Fayetteville. And Alabama will take on Utah State in Tuscaloosa. Ladies and gentlemen, as I said, fresh off the practice fields, once again, it is my pleasure and privilege to welcome to the show our head football coach, Brian Kelly. Coach, I'm serious. I mean, you were literally on the practice field.
1: Yeah, well, so this is not normal for us because uh, certainly today is, uh, for us, uh, Wednesday preparation day. Normally, obviously, a Thursday preparation day, we only practice for an hour, uh, so we'll make it on time. Uh, and then I had media today because it's uh, Thursday on the calendar, and, and we certainly won't, uh, we won't be able to back that up uh, in normal situations. So a uh, little bit busier, uh, but... Um, We made it in a couple of, what, four minutes overtime. That's all right. We're glad you made it safe. I I heard you were talking about all those games that were being played. What about the LSU-Florida State game? Did you talk about that I was waiting for you to arrive, but we are going to talk about that.
2: (laughs) I know you mentioned that this is Thursday, but it is Wednesday, practice week. Uh, so far how are the guys uh how were they today and how has the first week of
1: practice gone so far their preparation's been outstanding i mean look they're learning how to prepare the way i want them to prepare for the first time so th- going through this game week preparation is totally new for them and they're learning like for example we had you know, on Wednesday, this is, again, a Wednesday. I know it's Thursday, so I don't want to confuse everybody here. But, you know, uh, today was, you know, two-minute drill. And, and they've never got through a two-minute drill on a Wednesday. And, and how to do a two-minute drill, right? You know, we don't have referees out there. So, you know, I'm calling, you know, whether the guy got, you know, touched down. And, you know, the defense has got to understand it. You know, maybe he got out of bounds. Maybe he didn't get out of bounds. The most important thing is defensively, let's communicate. Let's get our technique down offensively. You know, let's make sure that we, you know, obviously get on the line of scrimmage. Let's snap the ball on time. Do all those things instead of worrying about what the officials are doing in that situation. So it's just different for them, and and they're learning how to do it, and they've been – you know, very coachable uh, through this process. But it is a first-time process for him.
2: We talked about last week on the show about the schedule and, again, how it would move a little differently this week with the game on Sunday. Uh, but what are some specific, I mean, you talked about the two-minute drill, but things that are different this week than, say, last week or at the end of preseason camp that, that maybe is at least a little bit new to the guys?
1: Well, the first thing is that, uh, you know, they they start with Monday being – off the field, so Monday is what we call mental Monday, where there's there's nothing on the field it's just game plan uh, it's scout and report um, we're in the weight room uh, it's it's all about you know just preparing for your opponent you know tuesday is, is is a physical practice, so we get after it today is is probably the hardest practice they'll have. Tomorrow, it's, it's really attention to detail. We're, we're in helmets and shoulder pads. We'll, we'll stay inside tomorrow and and really talk about uh, situational work. You know, red zone, goal line. Uh, we'll talk about third down, uh, personnel groupings, um, you know, special teams. Uh, and we only go about an hour and five minutes uh, on Thursday. Friday is about focus and uh, walkthrough, and we'll have meetings. We'll talk about, um, you know, our, our mental game is really important. Uh, we'll spend a lot of time on. you know the keys to success from a mental performance standpoint how to focus and refocus so that's a Friday and and then that leads us into successful Saturday and and how they um, you know use the right uh, mindset going into the game.
2: We talked about last week, and I've heard you talk about a lot, the, the routine and habits for a successful program. And, and, and in terms of how the players react to that, I was sitting today in my office and I was thinking about what could we talk about tonight beyond the matchup on Sunday. And I, I started thinking, you know, there's some new staff members, uh, some, some that you have worked with before, but there are so many people, uh, I guess I'll say behind the scenes, that oh, yeah. are involved, very integral to the success of your program how do they practice for the first game of where to be? And I'm talking of uh, about those that are on the sideline, that are yeah. involved in the game day, where to be, uh, what's needed at such and such time, when to react. I mean, h- how do you prepare those that, that group
1: of team members? Yeah, it's a great question. Last Saturday we had what was called a bench control scrimmage where we were in the stadium and we went through 55 different situations where, you know, everything that could happen and we're on the headsets and, and we're walking through all of those things that could actually happen during the game. Look, you, you have uh, 23 headsets uh, that that are just Distributed throughout your entire staff, so you've got 15 headsets that go to coaching staff members, uh, GAs, um, and uh, th- those are going to be operational two-way um, headsets. Then you're going to have three that are listen-only headsets, uh, and then you're going to have four that go to student athletes, you know, signalers. So that you know that, that makes up 22, you know, of your headsets. So you know you're you're spending a lot of time with the communications system with with 22 different people that's quite a bit and making sure that the signaling is down if if your signaling system is not up and running uh then you know you're late getting plays in or you've got delay a game and things of that and, and get What my experience over 30 years is if you get those kind of penalties, they start booing me. I don't like getting booed. (laughs) Um, So we we spent a lot of time working through all that stuff um, and, you know, that management. And then tomorrow we'll have what we call our 48-hour meeting, which is for our operational staff. And and we'll talk about, you know... um, the, the travel itself, right? It, the buses, who's on what buses. Um, you know, we're, we're going to be stopping and, and, and having a meal. You know, that organization. Um, you know, all of the little detail things, uh, we'll do that 48 hours before we leave. And, and that's the entire operational staff. And we'll spend, you know, a good hour on that. So there's a lot, as you mentioned, behind the scenes uh, that you have to spend when you're moving a lot of people. And, you know, our travel... Um, is 70. Uh, but we're going to bring the whole team the next day. Uh, we'll go down on Saturday, and then we'll bring the rest of the team down on Sunday. So uh, we'll have the entire football team with us. So it's a, you know, it's, you're, you're, you're moving a lot of people and feeding a lot of people it's a, uh, and sleeping them down in, at the hotel. There's a lot going on there.
2: You know, I, you, you lead me into my next question because I was thinking about the logistics of moving basically an Army uh, from one place to another. And I know it's the opening game of the season. And, yes, it's, it's a road game. Albeit just down I-10 uh, to New Orleans, uh, I thought people would be interested to know when does the start of those uh, of those logistics. I, I know you're going to have the meeting tomorrow, but yeah. as far as planning out ahead for road games, that that goes a yeah, long our, way back. Yeah,
1: we we have a full-time um, logistics person um, that we've hired that that you know goes out on the road. Plus, our operational staff goes in May, so they're out on the road in May. You know, uh, going out looking at each site. You know, planning the site, uh, looking at the meeting rooms, looking at you know the sleeping arrangements, looking at transportation, how to get in and out of the hotels, uh, all of those things, and um, you know that that takes a lot of planning. So we're we're well in advance uh, of of all those sites.
2: Well, to be sure, when Coach Kelly and the Tigers run out of the tunnel, there's been a lot of work getting them to that spot. Fans, we got a lot more coming up tonight, just underway with Coach Kelly here at TJ Ribs. Up next, we're going to talk a little recruit philosophy then we'll talk a little bit about cutting edge technology because tigers uh tiger football is at the very edge of that and uh and of course later on we're going to discuss the matchup coming up sunday night as lsu and florida state get together inside the superdome so stay with us much more to come it's the brian kelly show we're live from tj ribs right here on the lsu sports radio network
0: Talking, fighting Tiger football. This is the Brian Kelly Show on the LSU Sports Radio Network. Tiger fans, make sure to download the ASAP app to
2: get all of your game day needs delivered right to your door. ASAP, the official mobile ordering partner of lsu athletics happy to be here on a thursday night talking fighting tiger football as we head into game one of the season coming up sunday night they tell us we'll kick it off around 644 it'll be lsu and florida state coach before we get into the game uh this coming sunday i thought it would be interesting to talk big picture recruiting of course college athletics changes it will continue to change but how different is it at all from five
1: years ago, ten years ago, when it comes to recruiting, it's different than it was last year. Uh, <laughs> it, it's just one year, and, and obviously, uh, NIL has has made a huge difference in this. Um, I think that's probably the biggest difference. Uh, The transfer portal has made it quite different as well. I think if you add those two things, that's probably the biggest difference from last year to this year. Um, The influence of social media continues to be, you know, uh, a major uh, player as well. Um, But, look, I, I think that... You know, we're starting to become much more educated um, when it when it comes to name, image, and likeness, and we have an incredibly generous community here in, in Baton Rouge, and. Um you know, we've been able to put together uh, an incredible group of leaders in our community that have assisted us in this, this name, image, and likeness uh, world that we're extremely competitive in it. Um, I think we've, you know, we've got a top-ranked uh, recruiting class this year. Um, I think we'll continue to have that based upon the resources that are necessary in name, image, and likeness. And, and look, uh, there's going to be... Uh, You know, some guardrails, you know, when it comes to this, right? It's not going to be, um, you know, free agency and, um, you know, crazy contracts that we might have seen here over the past six to eight months. I think you're going to see some guardrails put in place here, you know, over the next year. But, Um, I'm really pleased with, you know, how LSU has really been progressive and putting together our own um, office right right on campus where we can work with our players and educate them about – um you know fiduciary concerns that they might have paying taxes um understanding contracts um you know not forfeiting a giving up their name image and likeness and 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 entering into great agreements so um recruiting has changed but i think at the end of the day uh it's still about and one of our brands that we're working on and and um I, I, we're really proud, you know, to talk about it. Um, you know, our team is over here. Um uh, our digital media team has put together a, a brand we call the path and, and the path to um, you know, graduating champions uh, from when you start in the recruiting process till you end. The path here um has is really about um, bringing student athletes uh, to to win championships and graduate, and uh, we 're going to continue to recruit the right kind of student athletes to come to lsu and and that 's recruiting for us right now I, I liked what you said earlier, I think this summer,
2: yes, absolutely. When you were talking about NIL, you said, hey, look, it's important and it's going to be ever-changing. It's a phenomenon that, as you said, who knows what it will look like in a year or two. But you said, hey, look, we're we're looking to do it the LSU way, which is doing it the right way um, because it's a win-win for everybody. Why is that important to you?
1: Well, I think it starts with – we're pro uh, NIL. I mean, we we want to see our players take advantage of their name, their image, and their likeness, but we want to do it in the right fashion. We want them to understand what their rights are and how to do it the right way Um, and and, and not be in a position where they're they're inducements for name, image, and likeness. But, you know, to understand how their name means something and and how, you know, how they represent themselves is going to go a long way in in helping them define, you know, their resume. And and, um, when football's over, building their identity, right? I mean, this is... There's more than to, to this than just football. Um, yes, th- you know, they're going to play at LSU, and they're going to have a great career, and, and I know all of them want to go and play in the NFL, but that is a short career. What are they going to do when they're 28, 29, 30 years old? And, and so they have to have more than just being a football player at LSU. They have to have an identity, and, and so we want to help them with that, and name, image, and likeness helps them with that.
2: I think all of us would agree here that the Tigers – Turn some heads this summer. You guys had some big-time commitments It came back to back to back to back to back. And I know that you've talked about the team that you've assembled here to, to make those things happen. And I wanted to give you an
1: opportunity to brag on the system you guys have put together. Well, it starts with, like anything else, you've got to pull your base, and our base is the state of Louisiana, and understanding how important it has been to the success of LSU uh, and LSU football, and so, um, and and it's not just uh, Southern Louisiana. We we love. Uh, Baton Rouge and, and, and New Orleans has been great, but it's it's Lafayette, it's Shreveport, it's Ruston, it's uh, it's Monroe, it's 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 all throughout this entire state, and making sure that uh, we're doing a great job of identifying talent. So the first thing in in hiring uh, Will Redmond to you know handle uh, that end of it and, and uh, uh, J.R., uh, Shelton who's who listen, I think I've got the best operation system when it comes to recruiting and identifying uh, in the country they're identifying the best players in the state of Louisiana first and foremost, so that's been their charge uh, and that's how we're going to operate and then after we do that um, we'll we'll find where our needs are and and we'll begin moving out um into you know the the houston area into the dallas area and we'll move up north into uh into georgia and and move into the states that make sense for us
2: again uh it's uh was an incredible summer for the tigers recruiting wise but i know everybody's focused on what's coming up this sunday and coming up we are going to talk about that we're going to go to our next break but before we do so We'll go to a question here from the crowd, Coach. Mike from Lafayette with us tonight wants to know, how does Jack
1: Besh's return open things up for your offense? Well, Jack's so, uh, Jack gives us versatility. So he can play inside. Uh, he's a guy that you can obviously move outside because of his size and gives you one-on-one matchups. But I, I just think what it does is it just gives you more tools um, to work with and gives Coach Denbrock many more tools. I know uh, Cortez Hankton, uh, our wide receiver coach, is so excited to have him back. He, he just gives you great versatility to your offense.
2: All right, fans, stay with us. We've got much more coming up. A reminder, Revelry and LSU Athletics, will they bring you the two-minute turnkey tailgate where you choose your game, choose your add-ons, just show up on game day and tailgate like a champion. You can reserve yours today at revelryteam.com. Coming up later, we'll talk about the Florida State Seminoles, get a scouting report from the coach. But we're going to talk about technology and LSU football when we come back after these quick words on the LSU Sports Radio Network.
0: Continuing the conversation on the Brian Kelly show live from TJ ribs from the LSU sports radio network.
2: Tiger fans remember all LSU Sports Radio Network broadcast stream for free at lsu sports.net and you can take us with you wherever you go including the Brian Kelly show just download the LSU Sports mobile app presented by BASF you can find the app for free in the iTunes store or Google Play the LSU Sports mobile app presented by BASF we create chemistry coach uh, i wanted to talk a little technology because now it's a part of all of our lives basically we have all of us have turned into techies whether it's our phones our watches our vehicles everything and and before we go into detail on some of the the things that you guys are utilizing uh what is the importance as far as you see embracing technology for a football program and how important is it to be able to marry that technology with the time-tested tried and true coaching skills that have been around the game for well over a
1: century how do you combine the two well i think i think when we talk about technology today it's it's still about understanding how you can better prepare you know your football team so let's think about that as it relates to for me um, sports science And, and sports science for me is the area that I get myself involved in the most and and so using technology there we use GPS and GPS monitoring our players in terms of their daily load on the practice field. And so they wear a GPS monitor uh, that allows us to, through a practice, find out how fast they're running, what their player load is, so we can check and find out whether they're in what we have designed over a number of years using catapult system, that is the system of GPS, are they doing too much during a practice? Uh, uh, do we need to pull back? Um, and and so that technology allows me, as I'm putting together a practice schedule, to find out are we pushing uh, a Keyshawn Boutte too much in, in a particular Practice session uh, based upon what his player load is for a particular day. Are we running him enough and getting him up to full speed? Where, where, for example, he's a guy that can run 21 miles an hour. You can't go the whole week and run 16 miles an hour and then ask him to run 21 on Saturday. That's like never running your car, you know, past 55 miles an hour and then one day just going and running it. You're gonna you're gonna do some things to your engine that you probably don't like. So, you know, understand how gps interacts we use aura rings that that checks our players hrv uh which is you know their relative heart rate and resting heart rate we want to know that they're in a recovery mode during the week as well so if they are in a particular player load x amount player load are they coming back and actually recovering at night and and that allows us to see if they're not We'll use different modalities to get them to recover. It might be a sleep tank. It might be cryotherapy. uh, And again, it might be pulling them back a little bit. So technology for me in 32 years is an ability to use this to check our work. Um, we're not going to get so techy or so science-based that we lose our eyes and our feel, but we're going to use it in collaboration to make sure we're doing the right things to train our players and preparing the right way.
2: Boy, I would love
1: to be a fly on the wall
2: with you and Jack Marucci. I get you. <laughs> I bet you guys have a great conversation. <laughs> we do. I
1: mean, and, and Jack's fabulous, and you know, Jack can provide a lot of data that helps us. And Scott Keeney, who is our sports science, um, uh, you know. Uh, you know, full time, just working on sports science works as part of our staff and our strength and conditioning uh, group. You know, all these things matter. Uh, Dr. Frakes, who works in nutrition, uh, uses a lot of it, and we don't work in silos. We we work collaboratively, and and that's really the key. When when you have when you have peak performance and 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 you have a high performance team all working together. Um, science works well for you. But if you're working independently in your own silos, it just becomes data, and sometimes it becomes useless data. But uh, we've got a great team that works together, that shares the data, and makes it really um, uh, good stuff for for all of us.
2: Speaking of collaboration, I took note on Monday during your press conference, you were asked about what are some of the advantages that you now have at LSU. And right out of the gate, you talked about – the Comprehensive Performance Nutrition Center, combining health, training, and fueling of student-athletes. And it is true. LSU is state-of-the-art. They've got a great staff. And the fact that they all work together to create one... Uh, I guess story one message is the envy of many schools around the country. It's an incredible
1: team. Yeah, it's it's one of the top, if not the top, um, you know, I think you know nutrition center in the country, and and it provides our players the the right caloric intake. Um, it, it listen, we're we're in need of sometimes some of our players need as much as eight thousand to ten thousand calories, um, and you know to have the right kind of foods, and and listen. To put that many calories in the body, they have to be the right calories as well. So, you know, to have a doctor of nutrition, to have, you know, a chef, to have uh, somebody that, that is in procurement to get the right foods and to, to have the right, uh, certainly, hydration systems in place um, – it's absolutely crucial. And, and the NCA now has really stepped away and, and has allowed the universities now to provide all of these. There was a lot of uh, hindrances, if you will, where the NCA. You know, didn't allow you to do certain things with these uh, uh, opportunities, which was crazy. Uh, Now they've backed away and and they clearly understand how important this is. And and now we're even going to enhance what we have here at LSU, which is going to be a real advantage for us. Before I wrap
2: up this tech corner tonight, I wanted to talk about the seeker a little bit i read a little bit about it this summer uh... a robo qb or or actually a ball delivery system i guess is a better term uh... what is the seeker and how is it utilized for the lsu tigers
1: well it's 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 really just um, a jugs machine that has the ability to throw the football in different arm movements in other words it's not just uh... straight line it, it, it can throw Different routes, and, and it just—you're really just saving a quarterback's arm. So if the guys want to get together, uh, they can set it up, and it can it throw different routes. Um, it's really just a really good tool for the off-season, more than anything else than um, than it is. But it—it's—it's it's a great tool to have for your receivers that they can come in and they can set it. And, and have different routes, whether it's a corner route, a dig route, a, uh, a curl. Um, they can set it, and it has the arm angle, adjustable arm angle, that allows that, that ball to be thrown out. Before we go to break, I've been
2: watching Jack Marucci's Cutting Edge podcast on LSU Gold, and this week he was talking about the technology you guys are using for the offensive line. And we seem to forget about the offensive line as skill players, but they are skill players. How are you guys
1: using that to make them better? Well what we've done essentially is uh, how they move right to left um you know where 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 can they uh, gain an advantage in terms of are they right-hand dominant, left-hand dominant? Uh, again, we talk about receivers all the time. Are they right-eye dominant or left-eye dominant in terms of catching the football? You know, if you're certainly, if you're left-eye dominant, you want to be in a position where, for example, for the quarterback's to my left, I want to be on the right side so I can lead with my left eye. Well, for linemen, if, if I am a right-handed dominant player, I want to be on the right side. Because that's my 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 punch. So, Jack's done some some really good stuff that it's allowed us to make some decisions on: is he a right guard or a left guard? Is he a right tackle or a left tackle? So, should he pull left or should he pull right? So, Jack has really helped us. When now listen, if we feel like. Um, this guy is suited best for this position. We're not going to get into the rights and the lefts in that manner. But if it's flip a coin, these things can help you break that tie.
2: All right, Coach, before we go to break, June, she's got Sunday's game on her mind. She just wants to know how good is our front four
1: on defense. I'll tell you what, it's good, but it's not as good as our cheerleaders here at LSU. (laughs) And I think our cheerleaders are here today, and I want to give our cheerleaders a shout-out because – They're the best in the country, and I'm glad that they're here tonight, and I think they're going to join us each and every week. Absolutely. Was that a pretty good segue? How was was that? That was a nice way to go to break. I think we know our D-line's pretty good, but they're not as good as our cheerleaders. (laughs) Fans,
2: we're going to return with more with Coach Kelly. Stay with us back after this on the Brian Kelly Show, live from T.J. Ribs on the LSU Sports Radio Network.
0: the very latest on your fighting tigers this is the brian kelly show live from tj ribs on the lsu sports radio network hey tiger fans want to remind you that the whataburger
2: junior broadcaster program is back this season gives tiger fans between the ages of six and twelve The opportunity to be interviewed by the LSU Sports Radio Network crew on our LSU game day program before each LSU home game. To enter your child, all you have to do is download the LSU Sports mobile app, click on the Whataburger Junior Broadcaster ad, hit the like button for your chance to win, and winners will also receive four tickets to the next home game. Coming up this Sunday, we start the season in the Caesars Superdome, 630 they say, 644 more accurate, it'll be LSU and Florida State getting together, the Seminoles 1-0 on the season with a win 47-7 over Duquesne at home this past week, coming up on the show, we'll talk to Coach about uh, what he knows about the Seminoles as well, want to invite you next week, we're adding some features to the show and I'm excited about it, number one, Each week following the first game of the season, Coach Kelly is going to be nice enough to break down what we consider the play of the game. He will teach us all a little football. And also, I'm going to hand the mic and all of the questions are going to come from Coach Kelly because he's going to talk to a former Tiger player. We'll find out what they're up to and how LSU helped uh, put them on the path they are on. Coach, not quite finished with the first game week practice, as you said, um, the game coming up on Sunday. How much competition is still going on in terms of starting positions across the lineup, or have most, if not all, been solidified when preparing the last couple of days leading into kickoff?
1: Um, you know, I, I don't know that there's particular uh, competition. Uh, I think there's a little bit for you know, rotational depth within. But, you know, I think we've got our starters, you know, figured out. Uh, I, but I think that there's, there's opportunity for guys to get more reps, you know, in a game based upon how they finish up the rest of the week. Um, but, you know, I think our 22 is, you know, pretty much decided. Uh, but I do believe that we have – Uh, some pretty good depth that those guys are vying for playing time right (laughs) so you know their consistency in in terms of practice uh, and then there's a lot of guys vying for you know uh, being part of the 70 we probably have three or four guys that are trying to get on that 70 uh, travel list that are on special teams uh, that that want to travel that uh, are competitive and tomorrow is a big special teams day uh, and there's a couple of battles going on there
2: you mentioned when you arrived here tonight that you guys were working on the two minute drill last week on the show you were talking about working on overtime i've been lucky enough to take in a couple of practices and i gotta tell you you guys were working on situations that let's just say do come up but rarely come up you know was that a preseason camp kind of thing, or is that something that uh, again you got to have a plan for? Because yeah. as you and I know, they will come up from time to time. Is that something you guys will continue to work on those those rare situations?
1: Yeah, we'll work on everything tomorrow from um, you know what we call um, you know a, a drop. Uh, which is uh, getting down after you make a catch um, you know to stop the clock for example if you if you pick up a first down uh, and and you want to take up more time uh, Making sure that we have a drop call uh, within the play where a player goes down um, to a barrier call where uh, a player, if a defense is trying to let you score, uh, that they understand that there is a barrier that they don't cross the goal line and they go down. So um, there's a lot of different situations that we'll, we'll practice on Thursday. Um, to make sure that, you know, we manage the clock the right way within the last uh, five minutes of the game.
2: You've talked a great deal about the importance of recovery. You've touched on it here tonight as well. Uh, And going back to the technology a little bit, this week's going to be similar to, uh, well, several months uh, once you start uh, the season. How do you and the staff kind of manage getting that maximum uh, to get improvement from your team while at the same time allowing for that recovery within a seven-day period?
1: Yeah, I mean, so that's a great question. Um, I I think the most important thing is you want to get your team, you know, to be optimal for the opener. And so we're going to caution on the side of doing less is more uh, in this first week because you've had, you know, a month of camp. And... You know, we've been very fortunate uh, that we haven't had any, you know, major injuries. So we're, we're going to be careful leading into this first game. Uh, and then, again, you know, we have a, a short turnaround. We play on Sunday and then come back on Saturday. So you have, you know, a short week. So I think it's important that we did a lot of our work and a lot of situational work where, you know, we're going to have to build off of that but be very very careful with our football team over these next 13 days we're going to go to break we're going to talk about the florida
2: state seminoles who the tigers will take on sunday night find out uh, a little scouting report from the coach before we go to break Susie made her way again from lafayette coach she asked with everybody new on special teams how confident are you in a close game especially in a clutch field goal situation with special teams going into week one. Count
1: on it. It's, it's done. He'll kick it in the uprights, no, no doubt. I wouldn't worry about it. There you go. Susie, you'll have a nice drive Don't back to it. uh, Lafayette. It's all good. Thanks for the
2: question. We'll take a break. We come back, talk about the matchup Sunday. Stay with us. The Brian Kelly Show, live from TJ Ribs on the LSU Sports Radio Network.
0: more on the Brian Kelly show live from TJ ribs from the LSU sports radio network
2: hanging out TJ ribs Thursday night Brian Kelly show anybody in here ready for football on Sunday yes I am (laughs) they're not you guys ready all right all right well, we're hanging out at TJ Ribs where we are each and every week. Of course, legendary Louisiana barbecue and home of the Brian Kelly Show, again with locations right here where we are, Acadian Thruway, Segan Lane and Airline in Prairieville, and anytime online at TJRibs.com. Coach, let's talk about the matchup Sunday. Florida State already 1-0, got the win last week, 47-7 to over Duquesne. Uh, we're going to talk about position groups and maybe some individual players, but overall, 10,000-foot view. What did you see in the matchup? last saturday and and from
1: florida state well as you know i i opened last year against uh florida state and and had to go to overtime it's an athletic football team mike norvell in his third season uh coming from memphis has done a great job he was the former before memphis at arizona state did a great job there uh very uh very good offensive structure and system defensively um, very athletic, can run sideline to sideline. Um, but it, it, it starts and end for me on the offensive side of the ball with Jordan Travis, the quarterback. Uh, outstanding competitor, uh, uh, very fast, um, can make things happen. Uh, you, you really have to try to contain him and keep him – in some instances, you know, it's it's impossible to keep him in the pocket. He's so athletic. Uh, but you you got to try to contain him in some fashion uh, and, and make it predictable that he's going to throw the football. Uh, they want to run the football. They rushed for over 400 yards uh, last week. Uh, they have really good depth at the running back position, Ward Benson, Toa Feely. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a really good football team, and uh, they're going to be solid um and and a great test for us in the opener.
2: They had a weather delay at Doak Campbell Stadium, Uh, soggy conditions. Uh, They came out, found that running the football was effective. Uh, First time in Florida State history, three running backs over 100 yards, which, uh, again, they've had some pretty good running backs over the years. Uh, You mentioned Travis, 11 of 15, pretty efficient, 207 yards, I think, throwing through the air when you watch that game you kind of say to yourself or at least for me i go well they, they're running the ball successfully well, why put the ball up in the air Yeah, exactly is that a little deceiving on what he can do
1: yeah i mean i think they had the game well in hand uh why why show a ton of things in in that kind of situation when you know you can run the football um i think i mentioned this um uh, you know last show is like you know if 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 you can't stop the run uh, there's no worse feeling that you 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 know you're in trouble, and, and I think that they had them reeling from the very beginning that they were going to run the football. And you know their their new offensive coordinators, the offensive line coach, obviously he's got that demeanor that he wants to run the football at you. And and, and good for them. I you know that I believe that's a great way to win football games. So um, yeah, this is a team that wants to run the football. If they can run it, um, you know they can cause a lot of problems because again I'll, I'll come back to I think Travis is the is the issue, and and if he can get outside and make things happen um he he can wreck your day uh we've got to do a really good job with him
2: you know you mentioned the three-headed monster they had at running back this past saturday and travis of course i think if i'm not mistaken is the leading rusher as a quarterback uh for a season as well as in florida state history which also has had some pretty good quarterbacks along with running backs you said on monday during the press conference uh if uh, if uh, memory serves we got to keep him in the pocket because you've got some running backs to contend with. You certainly don't want him to get out on the edge as well in the running game.
1: Yeah, and look, I mean, he's going to get outside. I mean, you, you've got to pick your spots. You've got to have a guy that's going to spy him at times. But, he, you know, look, even if even if you're spying him, I mean, he's going to be probably as fast, if not faster than any spy that we have, uh, unless you're taking a nickel, and then you don't want to take a nickel out of coverage. So um, we'll do our best. You know, Matt um, House has got a good plan. I like what we're doing defensively. Um, you know, I think we've got – you know the right players in a position that uh, is going to keep it um you know in in a position where he's going to have to work mostly from the pocket and look if if he's if he's operating from the pocket we've got to play you know we've got to make plays and and we've got to be on body and make some you know make some plays when the ball's in the air you know talking
2: to some florida state fans that i know they talked about one of the missing pieces of their offense over the last several years has been the offensive line We touched on it. They rushed for over 400 yards on Saturday. When you looked at their offensive line, what stood out to you?
1: Well, it's much improved. Uh, It's a big offensive line. Um, You know, I would say, you know, there's a lot of new players. Uh, They've got some transfers, uh, South Carolina, Lamar, um, you know, so this is a team that, uh, you know, has brought in some some new players that uh, are much more athletic. I think, um, you know, the continuity is is what they're still trying to get, right? Um, You know, so, again i think you know you're matching them up with our defensive line you know we feel we feel good about that matchup but i think we're gonna feel good about our matchup against anybody that we play this year so um you know again i think they're in a better position that they have been uh, but again you know we're gonna have to prove it on uh, sunday
2: again over 600 yards for florida state uh 207 through the air there were six receivers involved in the passing game portier and Pittman led the way they had four catches apiece uh the big passing play i think they had a 51 yarder in the first quarter which was their biggest pass play from scrimmage uh but florida state's always had receivers no doubt what what
1: did you see in saturday's game well they've got size uh you know they they've got a couple of receivers one of them six foot seven um transfer from arizona state um you know great speed on the perimeter um Look, when they when they come off the bus, this is a team that looks really good. I mean, they, they they've got athletes and I remember them last year again, you know, uh took us to overtime last year the team that I coached and um uh, this this is a team that has talent and you know, they're They're going to be excited playing LSU in the Dome. These guys are are going to play their very best football. We'll have to play well to win. I mean, we can't just go in there and not play our best. We'll have to play our best. We play our best. We'll be in good position, but we're going to have to go and play well.
2: All right, fans, we're going to take a break. We'll come back. we got one final segment this week with Coach. We'll talk a little bit about the Florida State defense and what Coach knows, and then we'll go to the LSU Sports mobile app, a couple of questions from fans listening all across the country. So stay with us. We'll be right back after these words on the Brian Kelly Show, live from T.J. Ribs on the LSU Sports Radio
0: Network. This is The Brian Kelly Show, live from TJ Ribbs on the LSU Sports Radio Network.
2: A couple of moments remain with head coach Brian Kelly before the Tigers get set to head to New Orleans. Coming up on Sunday, taking on Florida State. Kickoff again, 6.44 Central Time. Coach, a couple of things about defense. Uh, I know Adam Fuller, the defensive coordinator, kind of yep. known for the four-man rush. Yeah. Uh, it appeared last Saturday that the quarterback for Duquesne, he, he was well aware no, that yeah. he was delivering the football in a second <laughs> or two. On his back
1: foot most <laughs> of the time.
2: But uh, defensively up front, and, and, and more importantly, the linebackers, who I think led in. Tackles on Saturday in that game. Uh, how does that front seven look for Florida State? Well,
1: inside probably the as big of uh, two tackles that we're going to see. Um, their, their defensive tackles are big. They're physical inside. Um, you know, when, when you talk about uh, Robert Cooper, you talk about... Um, you know a big man i mean these guys cooper and love it inside uh you know 325 um you know 315 um and they eat up a lot of space inside um they they have linebackers that can run sideline to sideline so they don't make a lot of tackles inside, but that's not what they're asking them to do. They're they're plugging the gaps inside and forcing everything out on the perimeter and letting these linebackers run from sideline to sideline. Play a lot of quarter man on the outside, um, you know, so we're going to see some man coverage and, you know, our guys are going to have to get open. Um, I feel confident the matchups are pretty good, but, um, you know, what they've been able to do for most uh, of last year and this year is kind of sit down on top of people you've got to go push the ball down the field you've got to be aggressive and you've got to throw the ball down the field and and we're going to have to do some of that all
2: right uh should be a great matchup. i know everybody is ready for it it's going to be a great night uh, in new orleans inside the dome coach will uh, go out to a couple of questions submitted today on the lsu sports mobile app as soon as i can find it uh in my notes and we'll first go to uh Let's see. Lonnie wrote in. He's got a logistical question, Coach. Will your coordinators, Coach, from the sideline or the box?
1: They're both uh, in the box. Um, you know, Mike uh, Mike Dembrock, uh, when he was with me uh, the last time we were together, he called from the field. Um, and, and, look, I've called from the field for my entire career. I felt like this time I wanted Mike to be up in the box to give us a better perspective of things, so he'll be up in the box. Uh, and and, and I, just, I just wanted that you know, kind of perspective. And you know, defensively, that's, you know, that's, that's where Coach wanted to be as well. So both coordinators will be up there.
2: Jess wrote in, wants to talk about the O-line. Are there specific builds and temperaments that you look for on each O-line position, or is it usually just the best five blockers that you have on the team? Go Tigers, best of luck this year.
1: Well, I'd like – you know, I – I I put more of a premium on athleticism and and building them up. So, you know, when I first came to LSU, it was a little bit of difference where they were much bigger in terms of size. And and I I like to see them a little bit leaner, a little bit more athletic, and then put the size on them. So it's just, you know, we're, we're kind of making that kind of change in terms of where we are. And, and so I think I put a premium on the ability to bend, uh, the ability to move your feet and athleticism, and then build that size along the way. Now, you can't be, you know, 250 pounds. <laughs> You've got to be 275 to 285 to 290, and then we'll put the size on from there.
2: Brian from Metairie, coach, obviously ready for Sunday night. He wants to know: Would you prefer to start on offense or defense in the first series?
1: Yeah, so you know you, you're going to get used to this, uh, and many might not like this, but I like to take the football. Um, the percentages are higher uh, of uh, when you uh, open up with a with a score of winning football games percentage-wise. So uh, unless there's wind conditions, uh, unless there's mitigating factors, I like to uh, when I when we win the talk. I like to take the football.
2: Coach, here we are, headed into the first game of the season. Thanks for joining us tonight. Best of luck tomorrow and continuing to prepare for the game. Get them over there safe, get them home safe, and get after them. We appreciate it. All right, fans, that's our show for this week. I want to thank Coach Kelly for joining us, the great staff here at TJ Ribs. our on-site engineer, Stan Katrin, along with our straw, stirring the drink back in the Capital One Studios, Miss Alondra Villarreal. Hope you'll be back with us next Thursday, same time, same channel. And until then, this is Chris Blair saying so long, everybody.
0: This has been The Brian Kelly Show, live from T.J. Ribs. Join us again for the latest on LSU Fighting Tiger Football. The Brian Kelly Show is an exclusive presentation of the LSU Sports Radio Network. The LSU Sports Radio Network, a division of LSU SP and PlayFly Sports.